Oh, Cisco, oh, Poncho, it's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The Medicare podcast that happily supported Brexit. Offending lazy people everywhere, it's Medicare expert Doug Jones. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. It's another exciting episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. Hello, kitties. Thanks for joining us today. I am your expert, your Medicare specialist anyway, Doug Jones, and I'm here to help you feel really, really confident about your impending encounter with Medicare. Now, if you're like many of the audience, uh, you've started listening to this before your impending encounter with Medicare, and uh, you cross that threshold with with or without my help you uh, came out the other side probably with the advice that you got from me and you uh, you were victorious but yet you continue to listen to the medicare for the lazy man podcast well kudos to you it's because of you and your interest that we are able to uh, attract advertisers who have uh, decided to <laughs> play their wares uh, uh, at the beginning and at the end of every episode. Now, there may be something in the middle. I don't know. I haven't uh, been able to identify that yet. That's one of the things I'm going to work on. But uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening to our advertisers. They uh, are uh, they're paying some money to be able to talk just to you, and we are happy to have them on the show. Anyway, uh, what, is, uh, what is this Medicare stuff all about? Well, if you're looking at uh, an encounter with Medicare coming down the pike, you could do a lot worse than to buy my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. And the the uh, last copies of that are going quickly. The 2024 book is getting ready to be run off the presses. And pretty soon, that's the only one I'll be talking about. So right now, you have an opportunity to grab Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023 at barnesandnoble.com, where they have a paperback with colorful illustrations and that'll cost you nine dollars if you go to amazon.com you'll have your choice of a paperback with black and white illustrations it's an eight dollar item a kindle version which is only three dollars and eighty cents and that is going to be sent immediately to your reading device so instant gratification for the the kindle ebook version there is an audible version wherein you can just listen to someone with with uh, very uh, melodious tones uh, actually reading the book to you. And then, of course, there is the magnificent hardcover version. It's a $22 item, but it's worth every penny of it. So why don't you grab one of the books from one of those stores, Audubon, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com, and after a quick read, uh, make yourself a Medicare expert. That's what I would suggest. And I also suggest that Randy Carson join us uh, for the recording session today. Randy, are you there? I am. I'm always here in some form. <laughs> in spirit, if nothing else. In spirit or in nothing else. As you can see, my ears are coming in and out of focus. So I'm not now, sure just exactly where I am today. It, it looks as though you're in an Irish pub. And uh, it's kind of interesting because the ceiling of that place looks as though it's just one giant 
plank made from uh, an English oak tree. And uh, it actually looks like two planks put together and probably eight feet across. So maybe two four-foot planks butted together in the middle of that ceiling. That's what it looks like. And I might have thought that was pretty darn odd, except that I saw a pickup truck with a trailer full of planks just like that drive-by yesterday. They were all arranged vertically in this trailer as though the guy parks the trailer at a spot and lets people peruse the planks that he's trying to sell to them. The plank perusal truck. Well, that's what it looked like to me. I've been known to be wrong before, though. So, Well, you know something? I have some stuff going on this afternoon. It's one of my favorite things to do. Oh, boy. Is that like playing romping at the playground? Uh, no, no, it's not. <laughs> I, uh, I have to make an, I have an appointment with my oral surgeon this afternoon. Ooh, so ouch, ouch, I'm, ouch. I'm going to encourage us as the nominal producer here to let's, uh, let's go ahead and get All to right. going on the good stuff. And then uh, I can okay. look forward to maybe getting to my appointment early. I don't right. want, to, I'd rather <laughs> hammer my head on the floor, but you know how that goes. Well, let's not do the hammer head on the floor thing today let's get you to your appointment at least on time and i'm going <laughs> to i'm going to start that process by um sharing an announcement that came out of blue cross blue shield of texas i'm an oklahoman but uh, if i couldn't be an oklahoman i would be a texan because uh, those are my peeps down there there are uh, people that came from the other southern states they migrated west and took advantage of uh, big wide open spaces to to uh raise cattle and drill for oil. But now what's going on at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Texas is one of the apparently larger members of their Medicare and other uh, networks. They've got about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight networks, including the Blue Cross Medicare Advantage PPO and the Blue Cross Medicare Advantage HMO. They've got all these networks and they've got a bunch of hospitals that are just about to leave the networks. And the question here is what will their clients do if the, uh, they suddenly get a notice that their hospital and their doctors have left the network and that Blue Cross Blue Shield is not going to pay for the clients to be treated by those doctors anymore. They're going to have to find new doctors and new hospitals if they uh, rely on a hospital as a central clearing point for their medical uh, treatment. So this particular network is, um, they've got, it's mostly in Dallas and Fort Worth, and it's the uh, HCA Healthcare Network, known as Medical City Healthcare in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and their contract is expiring April 1st. And they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It looks like about, I would say, maybe almost 20 hospitals in Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington, Decatur, Los Colinas, Las Colinas, Frisco, Fort Worth, Louisville, McKinney, North Richland Hills, Plano, and Weatherford, Texas. All of these hospitals are about ready to pack up and leave the Blue Cross Blue Shield Medicare Advantage and Medicare uh, PPO, Medicare Advantage PPO and Medicare Advantage HMO, as well as the other networks that are owned by Blue Cross Blue Shield Texas. And I bring this up only because this is the kind of turmoil that people who have Medicare Advantage plans will often face. 
if these hospitals leave this Medicare Advantage network uh, so that the people in that network are not able to use the doctors in the hospitals and have Blue Cross Blue Shield pay the bill, then they're going to be stuck with the consequences. They're going to have to scramble to find new doctors that are currently members of the Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, PPO and HMO networks for their Medicare Advantage treatment, and they're going to have to um, do that maybe on their own because once all of these hospitals and doctors have departed from the network effective April 1st, that leaves a lot fewer doctors in the network to be treated or to be uh, treating people. And it's uh, typical of the kind of disappointment that I try to warn people about with Medicare Advantage plans. They can be exceedingly disappointing when you sign up for a Medicare Advantage plan and you don't have the continuity. In other words, that doctor would normally be your employee. You pay the doctor for his uh, his treatment of you. But in this case, what you're doing is you're paying an insurance company or you're subscribing to an insurance company plan. And all of a sudden, the doctor is is uh, terminating his relationship with the insurance company, and you will not be able to see them anymore unless you're willing to uh, fork over the cost of that treatment out of your own pocket. And uh, on a similar note, I have a um, answer, a question and answer uh, column, and a woman writes in to Tony King. Tony spells her name Tony with an I because she's a girl. And this woman says, I will be eligible for Medicare in July, and I'm now receiving cancer treatment. I'm currently on my ex-employer's COBRA and searching for dental care when I go on Medicare in July. The only dental and vision plans I'm finding, according to this woman, are in Medicare Advantage plans. I know that's not true. She hasn't looked hard enough. But anyway, she says the only dental and vision plans that she's found are in Medicare Advantage plans. But her cancer facility has advised her not to go in that direction because many Medicare Advantage plans are no longer accepted at the cancer treatment facility. So she's asking Tony about a, a dental plan. Is there a dental plan that she can find? The rest of it is simple. I mean, I tell people in my new book, my 2024 book about dental insurance and how I can help them get it. But this woman was told by her ongoing cancer treatment facility that if she takes a Medicare Advantage plan, it's very possible that they will not accept that for coverage and that she'll have to go elsewhere or pay for her treatment out of her own pocket. And consequently, that leads us to a related article, what to do if your hospital drops your Medicare Advantage plan and why this might happen and how to handle this change to your coverage if it happens to you. So let's tear into this article because this is kind of a scary thing that can happen to people who have accepted Medicare Advantage plans and then they find out the hard way that it leads to disappointment. So the body of this article starts out slightly more than half of Medicare eligible people are enrolled in Medicare Advantage, but hospitals around the country have been dropping Medicare Advantage plans due to problems with prior authorizations and denials. How many times have we heard that story? Hospitals and health systems in at least 11 states have announced in 2023 that they would be out of network for some or all Medicare Advantage plans starting in 2024. And that's according to reporting from Becker's Hospital Review, a medical industry trade magazine. So if you want to confirm this, 
look for Becker's Hospital Review online. I'm going to do that after we finish recording. It's a real problem for people, says a spokesperson. She holds a doctorate in health economics and nursing and is president and founder of Good Care, a consulting firm focused on the economics of health care. She says this has always been a problem, but it's getting worse. It is not only the reimbursement rates, but the approvals have become so onerous for providers to deal with. Why are hospitals dropping Medicare Advantage? Well, among other things, Medicare Advantage plans require patients to get prior authorization for more services than original Medicare. Prior authorizations require time on the part of a medical provider, and the requests aren't always successful. It's not like you get paid more to compensate for the fact that you spent all the time uh, jumping through hoops. Um this is um, essentially it's a huge money loser for medical practices. Uh, an administrator and patient advocate in a rheumatology practice in Milwaukee recalls spending two hours trying to reach an insurance company representative to advocate for a patient. Many of the critical administrative and clinical functions have been outsourced by these plans. Medicare Advantage companies say prior authorization has benefits, but they've taken steps to ease the burden on providers and patients. United Healthcare, for instance, announced last year that it would eliminate almost 20% of its prior authorizations. They say that prior authorizations help ensure member safety and lower the total cost of care. But we understand that they can be a pain point for providers and for members. Hospitals are also frustrated by the administrative delays and denials for care. In October of 2023, St. Charles Health System in Oregon announced that it would be dropping three Medicare Advantage providers in 2024. We care deeply about our patients and the care they receive, which is why we're unwilling to continue with the status quo with Medicare Advantage plans that result in restrictions to patient care, longer hospital stays, and administrative burdens for providers. It doesn't make clinical sense for providers to have to go back to insurance companies multiple times the cost of doing that, which is, by the way, extremely wasteful, doesn't gain anybody good care. If your preferred hospital stops accepting your Medicare Advantage plan, you might have to make a change. Tens of thousands of Medicare Advantage beneficiaries in California, for instance, had to scramble to switch their insurance or their providers when the healthcare system at Scripps Health announced that two of its medical groups would no longer take Medicare Advantage in 2024. Scripps tried to negotiate with private insurers. Eh, that's a misnomer. Scripps tried to negotiate with Medicare Advantage plans for reimbursements that would recover our costs, but was unsuccessful. If your hospital system drops your plan and there isn't another Medicare Advantage plan that works for you, you may be in a predicament. You can switch back to original Medicare during certain enrollment periods, but you may not be able to get an affordable Medicare supplement insurance or Medigap plan. Except in a few states, Medigap is a guaranteed issue, meaning an insurance company must offer you a plan and not charge you more than uh, than the standard rate for pre-existing health conditions, only for six months at the start when you're turning 65 and when you're signed up for Medicare Part B. So what they're saying here is that you can get Medicare supplement plans at the going rate only at a short period of time, a six-month period of time, right after you have Medicare Part B. Uh, Medigap, 
Medicare supplement covers many of the out-of-pocket costs that come with original Medicare. Without Medigap, original Medicare can be pricey. For original Medicare to work most effectively, you need a Medigap or Medicare supplement policy. So what can patients do if their hospital stops taking uh, the Medicare Advantage plan that they're covered by? Although Medicare's fall open enrollment period has ended, Medicare Advantage open enrollment runs from January 1st to March 31st each year. The government established that because they knew that uh, having the regular open enrollment period for a couple of months in the fall wasn't enough to fix all of the horrendous problems that Medicare Advantage plans can present. And that's Doug talking. That's not the article. Going back to the article, during that time from January to March, Medicare Advantage enrollees can switch plans once or return to original Medicare. If you're outside of an open enrollment window, you might be able to take advantage of a five-star special enrollment period, which allows you to switch from your current stupid Medicare Advantage plan to a five-star plan in your area. You can do this once between December 8th and November 30th of the following year. That, that's like a full year. You can do this once during the year. That, but you're still stuck in a Medicare Advantage plan. It just happens to be a five-star plan instead of the loser plan that you uh, were stuck in that your hospital and doctors will not accept anymore. So do your research before jumping to another plan. If you're considering switching because you're concerned about having access to a specific provider or hospital, I would suggest calling the provider to make sure they're in network for any plan you're considering. If you're outside of the open enrollment period and you don't qualify for a special enrollment period, you'll have to wait till the next open enrollment period to change plans unless you move, which uh, this uh, author of this article calls the nuclear option. When you move, you have a Medicare do-over. You just have to move out of your Medicare Advantage plan service area. Not only can you change Medicare Advantage plans if you move, but you have another uh, chance to sign up for original Medicare and a Medicare supplement plan with guaranteed issue rights. Now, here's the caveat. You do actually have to move. You can't just pretend you have moved. Do not commit insurance fraud. So just between you and I, keep that in mind because sometimes people enjoy where they live too much to move. And, but if you, it is the ultimate solution to get back into original Medicare and, uh, to get a Medicare supplement, if you have health problems and you can't qualify for it uh, right now, then that would be one way to get past the uh, past the restrictions. And so uh, we have other Medicare info here. That's um, and I think we've got a little time. Let's go with this article. Medicare Advantage is a massive scam. The program rips off both taxpayers and its own enrollees. Uh, this is a couple of years old. But I don't think anything's changed, so let me skim through this. If you've ever watched cable news where the average viewer is in their late 60s, you've probably seen an advertisement for Medicare Advantage plan. They usually star some washed-up celebrity whose career, they usually star some washed-up celebrity whose career peaked right around when today's retirees were young adults. And so then they, they uh, refer to Jimmy Walker, Joe Namath, um, William Devane is another one. And they always make a lot of big promises about how great Medicare Advantage coverage is. There's just one problem. The sales pitch is an abject lie. 
Medicare Advantage is much worse than traditional Medicare for people on the program, and it costs a great deal more to boot. Unless the Biden administration changes course, private companies will soon devour the rest of the program. It's not just private companies. Private companies also sell Medicare supplement, which is terrific insurance. So when you hear the word private companies, ladies and gentlemen, be aware that that's not Doug talking. That's the author of this article. But everything else in the article appears to ring true to me. Medicare Advantage plans are typically a combination of Medicare supplement plans, which cover services not included in the government plan like vision and dental. Uh, that's a weird statement. Um, and like a privatized version of traditional Medicare. Well, that's not really true. About 28 million American seniors are now in Advantage plans or about 40% of the whole program. Well, in the last two years, it's become 50% of the whole program and something like 32 million. Uh, the uh, Medicare Advantage program was set up back in the 1990s as a way for those wonderful insurance companies we all know and love to work their free market magic on one corner of the system. You know, I don't like Medicare Advantage plans because they, they will cause heartbreak and disappointment for their uh, clients, their insured people. But I don't like people who uh, badmouth the free enterprise system. And so, uh, let's see, introducing the profit motive into Medicare has led to considerable hoop jumping just to prevent such uh, cravenness. For instance, if the government were, to cal uh, government were to calculate the average per person cost of Medicare and pay private companies that much per enrollee, companies would scramble to snap up the younger and healthier people, seniors, with relatively few problems. And um, that's, that's why the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services maintains a giant database of every single one of the roughly 64 million Medicare enrollees and assigns them all a risk score based on their demographic and health characteristics. Medicare Advantage companies then get paid, in theory at least, according to how sick their risk pools are. That's just one of scores of rules and regulations the government pulls out to try to make these companies behave. It's a hugely expensive and difficult undertaking, and it turns out that it basically doesn't work. The results have been exactly the opposite of free market nostrums, worse coverage that costs more. One ripoff strategy insurers use is improperly denying claims. Well, we've heard about that plenty of times. A recent investigation from the Department of Health and Human Services Inspector General found that companies improperly denied 13% of prior authorization requests and refused to pay 18% of legitimate claims, or about 85,000 requests and 1.5 million payments. Paying lots of claims adjusters to fake reasons to deny necessary treatment is a big reason why Advantage companies spend nearly 14% of their money on administration as compared to traditional Medicare's 2%. Another strategy is rigging the risk pool. Advantage companies are notorious for pushing doctors to upcode as many diagnoses onto their patients as possible, thus increasing their risk score and payment without having to pay for more treatment. That tactic alone cost the company, uh, cost the government $9 billion in 2019. All of this, plus a bunch of other complicated scams, means that Advantage enrollees receive something like 10 to 25% less in healthcare spending, but the program costs the government about 3% more per person than traditional Medicare does. 
This absurd situation is actually getting worse. One recent study found that Advantage plans cost the government $106 billion. Now, this is two years old. $106 billion in overspending from 2010 to 2019, and nearly a third of that came in just the last two years. The price tag is predicted to balloon to $600 billion over the next nine years. One would think that the Biden administration would be looking to reverse course, but it isn't. On the contrary, it has so far proceeded with a Trump-era plan to privatize the remaining shreds of Medicare by letting private companies serve as payment middlemen through something called direct contracting. After an outcry from liberals, the administration altered the privatization plan, mainly changing its name. It's now called ACO Reach. Well, I haven't heard any of that. So I'm thinking maybe all those plans in the last two years just kind of fell by the wayside. So what we've got here is Medicare Advantage, which I warn people all day long, is a is a big problem and has the potential to be very disappointing to the insured clients. And then we have the enemies of Medicare Advantage, uh, besides me. They include a bunch of people who do not appreciate free enterprise and the American way of life. So I'm caught in the middle. I don't like Medicare Advantage. I recommend that nobody consider uh, enrolling in a Medicare Advantage plan, but some of my fellow enemies of Medicare Advantage have motives that I do not subscribe to. So it's a it's a fine line to tread, Randy. I feel as though I'm doing a balancing act, a tight wire act uh, every day. But uh, that's yeah. That's you probably well, you probably are. Yeah, yeah. One day I'm going to fall off like Carl Walenda wind up uh, well yeah wet definitely you don't yeah well if, if i hear about you going to puerto rico no I'll, I'll try to stop you thank you so much i appreciate that I'll, I'll try to stop you well you know something we have just spent our 75 cents worth of airtime well let's get the heck out of here what are we waiting for well we have a couple three things that i always want to take care of at the end and one is get your pencil out you can reach out to doug at the email address of dbj at mlmmailbag.com. That's dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Don't forget, Doug is licensed nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. Check us out at the website, medicareforthelazyman.com. We would appreciate it if you'd uh, you know drop a couple reviews for us on the content that we produce. The numbers are good. The numbers really help us. doesn't really matter what time of the year it is. And last but certainly not least, thank you for joining us. You could have been a hundred different places and you weren't. You were with us and that's exactly where we'd like you to be. For 32 and a half minutes, you've been here listening to Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma. No more. He's in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona. And I'm going to put his fortress of solitude very high on the mountain today. 12,500 feet. Not a problem for me. I'm tougher than nails. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us today. And I'll be looking forward to seeing your smiling faces if I survive my 12,000 foot elevation next episode. Bye-bye. <laughs>